Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into another episode of Moments with Ndero, where I hope to encourage you, inspire you, or uplift you. I'm so excited that I have a special guest with me today. She's called Wadoni. She's a life coach, passionate about Jesus, passionate about empowering other people. And so let's welcome her in. Hi, Wadoni. Hi, Wadoni. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, even things I may not know about you. <laughs> well, I'm a 32-year-old mom and wife. Uh, recently become a life coach. I'm passionate about Jesus. I have been for most of my life. And, you know, he's put in me a, a very heavy, heavy, heavy passion and call to help people and inspire people. So this is why I do what I do. And I'm also, uh, let me see, one thing you don't know about me, I'm very introverted. I don't know if anybody knows this about me. I'm very introverted. When I'm around people I don't know or people I'm not used to, India, my shell. But then usually now when we warm up, I become very out there and I'm okay. So it takes time. I'm, I take time. I take time to get used to people and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I think that's it. That's it about me. Anything else I can add? I think as the conversation continues, we'll get to know about you and the listeners can get to learn something new um, as we share what we have to share today. So previously, I asked you to choose a word that resonates with you. Um, so at this point, I'm going to ask yeah. what's the word and why that word? For me, the word that resonates most with me and has been basically like a principle in my Christian life is patience. Um, patience for me is everything. Patience, I think, forms the foundation of my walk, the foundation of my faith, my view of myself and of God. So I'll just give a short story. I remember when I first got married, uh, pretty after the honeymoon stage, we, we hit uh, a hard patch in our in our lives we went through a bit of financial hardship so it was really difficult and I remember I was pregnant with my first child and it was one of those scenarios that don't seem like they'll ever end like it was pretty much um, kind of felt it felt really hopeless and I remember uh, crying out to God and saying to him, this can't be it. You can't have asked me to get married and, and you know, orchestrated, been the orchestrator, you've been at the center of this. And then immediately after my obedience, boom, I'm hit with extreme difficulty. I was young. I was only 25 and I didn't know I had come from a comfortable place. I'd come from living with my parents and, and working. So I wasn't used to not being able to, to make in, ends meet. And I didn't want it to affect also how I perceived my husband and our marriage and I didn't want it to change my overall picture of my marriage so I remember when I, I really prayed about it and the Lord dropped in my heart uh, James 1 so excitedly because I remember that was really a moment when I really cried out to him and I'd really poured my heart out and my frustrations and so James 1 was given to me and if I can just read a short part of it it said my brethren Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. I was like, is this a joke? Is this a joke, God? But then he was like, read on. And he says, knowing that the testing produces patience, but let patience 
have its perfect work, completing, complete, perfect work complete, lacking nothing. And God told me, you're in this because I ordained it. And sometimes people believe that God is about happy times and joy and this and that, but he put me in that situation to let patience have its perfect work so that I may lack nothing. And the word for me in that moment was, hold on to what I'm saying, that one day you'll come out of it, but let this process produce what I wanted to produce, what God wanted it to produce in my life. And that was for me to learn that I need to understand that things don't work on my time. Everything is ordained for a reason in your life and it produces stuff in you. And for me, patience became the, the root of so many other fruits uh, giving giving forth in my life. I remember because of this season, I became very prayerful. I, I developed resilience. I developed a, a sense of also, I lost that sense of putting my hope in worldly things. Like I don't, nowadays I'm not validated by money. I'm not validated by cars. I'm not validated by status symbols. That doesn't validate me. What validates me is that as long as I'm anchored in him, patiently waiting on what he basically is going to produce in my life and that's what has been a joy for me moving forward it actually became when he said count it all joy it became a thing of joy for me because i also learned that that is where i feel him the most that is where his power is in the most and that's when you really have god's attention because he's really looking and he's really seeing let me see what Noni does with this, see how she processes this situation. Then he can even throw in someone coming in your way, having a who who's also just gotten married, for instance, or has a lot of finances in their life, and he's there watching your heart, and he's like, you know, let's see, is she getting jealous? Is she feeling a certain type of way? So it's been a beautiful for me. I feel that was the best fire that God could have put me in that because it's made me who I am today. I have respect for myself, for my husband, for my marriage, for what we endured together, I believe even today has become part of the reason why we are so close and why we are so, we work as one and we are so in sync with each other because we survived the worst together. Now in the good times, it's, it's just, it shows. It's been very good for us. That is so amazing. And you've shared so many different gems that I would like to, you know, take us a little bit deeper. Now you got married and you're thrown in the deep end. So now for someone who's listening and they're in the deep end and they don't understand when they're going to come out, what are the practical steps that they can do to, to know, you know, apply patience in their life? The first, the first step I would say take is yeah, praise everything. As long as you're connected to your, to your God, and that you know he's not a man and he will definitely not lie to you about anything he and his plans for you are yes and amen they are good for a good hope and for a good future prayer is a good place to start start your day with prayer the thing that i experienced is every day i woke up I'm, uh, the devil was happy to remind me of everything that i lacked everything that wasn't going well everything that I wasn't good enough at and he was right there so the minute I stepped into prayer that's one of the spaces where the devil cannot access just you and your Jesus and God would reassure and he re-energize me for the day and so I would say practically step one start your day with prayer however short however simple refresh yourself with that number two I would say the second practical step is read the bible or read encouraging 
words or watch uh, videos of people who who are speaking on the season that you're in that again was very helpful for me because over and above hearing it in your heart dropped in your heart it was so encouraging to just go online and maybe watch a scripture by td jakes or sarah jakes and she was speaking on the very thing that you're struggling with that's usually very helpful and very encouraging also to know that you're not alone number three find somebody of i would say find somebody of like mind if you can if you can't it's okay but if you can find somebody of like mind who will understand what you're going through who you can share with and who can be a sounding board at the very least for you and keep you on that path i have found that to be very very helpful i didn't have that that time but now i do and it's been very helpful so when i'm going through a season where i'm i'm struggling or i don't know what to do or whatever i call like for instance i can call mudoni and we sound both and it's so encouraging sometimes she's usually at the exact same place and we're like okay let's continue let's encourage each other so that's also a very practical space to to be in and the last thing i would say is bless other people and our practical step is bless other people in that area of struggle where you're waiting on god if you have a friend that's being blessed in that specific area go bless them speak a blessing on them tell them how happy you are for them it does something for your mind it does something for your heart it gets you to a place where you also you know you you can be happy for people and you can bless them in their joy and you also take that as a point of faith for lord if you've done it for her i cannot wait to see what you're going to do for me so that's usually uh, i would say those are the four main ones i would encourage someone to to do day to day to just keep encouraged and keep keep going keep believing and keep going and keep going but the main one the main main thing is prayer you cannot but anything without prayer you cannot anything without going to the creator of the universe and saying to him i need you to sort this out so i don't care how many affirmations you may do or how many uh, you know meditations you may do without connecting to god who is the source you to me i i don't know if you will give it will come to be whatever you're trying to make it to make whatever you're hoping for it to be fantastic those are good steps and i and i agree with you about prayer without prayer i don't know where i would be today because it really keeps you rooted with our maker and Mm -hmm. for the individual who i mean decides to say let me start praying and unfortunately, they don't see results instantly because most people think that God is a genie in a bottle. You rub him once, twice, then he comes mm-hmm. out and then he asks you, let me grant you three witches. Mm-hmm. What wish do you yeah. want me to grant? Um, so mm-hmm. how, do you, how can you encourage that person who's praying, but unfortunately, the results haven't come in, their blessings haven't come in. Um, yeah, how do you encourage them to continue being patient in prayer, being patient in living life? Well, I would first start with the main principle I live my life on. The one I discussed earlier, patience. You have to be patient with God. And it's not funny when you're on the ground and you're praying. Maybe you're broke. You don't even have rent. You don't have money for tomorrow. And here is Wadoni coming and saying, oh, you know, if you just consider it all joy, like you would slap me. But like I said, go back to the place of patience. Patience, what do you have to lose? What I discovered is in my place of desperation, I had nothing else to lose. Everything was going down the 
what else? It was either I do that or I completely forsake this God. And if I forsook this God, wouldn't it even have gone down an even more dis- destructive path? So for what for me, what I did, I I saw that I had nothing to lose. I was backed in, up in the corner. And the only thing that I had in my heart that I knew worked was Jesus. So that's why I would say, keep, keep at it. Be patient with yourself. Keep at it. When you see small wins, like a small win, like, you know, a really small win, when God comes through for you one way that you knew, you know, fact, this is God. This wasn't there. Like, definitely for me, I would even have small wins. Like my mind is clear. I'm sane. I'm able to wake up. I'm not the best. Those are small wins. And as the small wins come, give thanks for them. Keep giving thanks. Keep giving thanks even for the things that you have going on for you. So I would say the first thing is patience. The second thing is give thanks for the things that you have going on for you because it's not every day. You know, the fact that you've woken up and you have life means that you have purpose, means that you have something to offer this world. So keep keep pushing at it. Uh, number three, I would say really, really try and, and map out the root cause of problems because I also found that it's one thing to pray. It's one thing to cry, but God called me into a deeper space and I went in and you'll find some of the problems you have are generational. You have a, a mom, your mom went through the same thing with her husband. So you're going through the same thing with your husband. And when you go to ask her for advice, she says to you, ah, that's how men are. Even me, that's what I went through. No. Those are generational issues. So you can also say, I, it ends with me. This thing has been in my generation for 6,000 years, but it ends with me. So go try and find the root cause. Try and find what could it, could it be a besetting sin in your life? Could it be something that you do behind closed doors that's opening the door for the devil to have a field day with you? And you haven't addressed that. You want to keep doing that. And then you want to have prayer as well. And then you expect that things will somehow, you know, work out. Could the issue be you? Try and find what is the core issue for affecting the situation and keep doing. The last thing I would say is understand that it's a journey. Like Mozoni said, God, many people think God is a genie, but he's not. He's about long term. He He's interested not only in you, he's also interested in you generation and their generation and their generation so this is a generational thing he'll start doing things in your life because there's a grandchild of a grandchild of a grandchild he has work for so he knows that if i don't sort out what's only here she's going to mess up everything all the way till there so understand that it's not only a you push 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 through and it's a beauty to be honest it becomes a beautiful journey it becomes a beautiful process and it's definitely worth struggle and it's worth the fight in my opinion yeah mm. it's worth the fight it's worth you know staying in the trenches for it's worth you know um losing people and and things over um because as you said it's a journey yes. which is worth living you know sometimes mm-hmm. we want to fast forward life we want to you know you know keep up with the joneses not realizing that each of our lives are different and yeah. have to walk this journey mm-hmm. it's not a sprint it's a marathon now what would you tell your younger self yeah. knowing what you know now and the mm-hmm. word that resonates with you being patience wow yeah well what i'll tell my younger self is every word that he gave you when you were younger even when things 
were completely messy everything will come to pass like there's nothing that he gives to you to just for the sake of you know humoring you or, or gassing you up he's giving you words that he will definitely implement at some point in your life I would say hold on you know don't get discouraged hold on don't give up hope he definitely has work for you and it will get better it will get better and nothing is permanent i would also say to her if everything is seasonal go through the season enjoy the season give thanks in the season because a time will come where it will be a thing of the past and you will move on to the next season and then you'll be like oh god now i have new prob- new set of problems new set of challenges and the lessons learned from that season are what some of the things you'll apply and build up on for your next season so i would tell her just enjoy the process enjoy the process enjoy the process because it's definitely what you you may never experience god in that exact way again so enjoy it and grow with it yeah that's what i would tell my younger self thank you i tell you my younger self i think for her if you told her patience she'd be like excuse me i am not going to be patient <laughs> i was really in a hurry to live life but um I think also with this um, yeah. situation we're in, in humanity, having coronavirus, it's, we've all been forced to slow down and we've all been mm. forced to face ourselves, whether you like yeah. it or not. And be also patient with ourselves as we wait. Oh, wow. Where do I see myself in the future? Well, you know, I'm, that's a difficult question. I, I Honestly, for me, I feel like my future right now, I don't have the full picture, but... I at least see myself at least now that I've come to the season of of you know struggling and struggling and basically you know basically almost living life there at a time just surviving I feel like my season has shifted now into a space of obedience and 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 service now that God has seen me through that very difficult time in my life how will I you know pass it forward I, I had I have heard of this pass it forward so for me I'm just like how am I going to pass this pass it forward so like Mudoni said coronavirus came it stopped everything my job everything has been put completely at a standstill so for me I'm taking this season to reinvent myself in obedience in service him because he promised me at least I stand on his word and he promised me in Psalms 91 for those who hide who are in obedience and service, I will hide them under the shelter of my wings. So for me, that's the space I'm at. I cannot speak to what will be tomorrow, but what I know is my tomorrow is I will be actively in service for God, not just passively being in the in the back, you know, giving one or two people words here and there. I want to be actively be doing his bidding. So that's what I, where I see myself in the future. Fantastic. And I wish you all the best. That word obedience, I know some people are like, huh? Thank what, you. What is she talking about obedience? For someone who's <laughs> new in this, you know, what is obedience? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, this is a whole kind of warm. So um, how I would say, I would, let me explain obedience from my perspective, because that's the only perspective I have. Obedience is when, basically who you are ceases to matter and what matters is what god wants for you so you put aside yourself and you take on this 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 god and you say to him you put me on this earth for a resort 
and I can't just waste my space by just breathing, living, eating, and showing off. I have to anchor myself in why you created me. When you designed me, you're like, I'm sending Wagoni in for this specific reason, for this specific purpose. So what obedience looks like to me is putting myself aside, putting my hopes, my dreams, my desires on the side and saying, God, you know what, what do you have for me? What do you want for me? And in many ways, you find that if you are completely sold out for Jesus, he will not completely throw away out, he won't completely throw out your desire, but he will marry the two and come up with a way for you to serve and obey and be in obedience to what he is asking you to do. So for me, obedience is just that sacrificing. It's a sacrificing of yourself and saying, I'm, I'm made for more than this. I have a purpose. I have a reason for existence. And whatever that reason is, I'm going to obey you, God, and let you take the lead and follow you in it and then do what it is you've called me to do. That's obedience. That's what it is. Where you are, it's less of you and more of him. That's the only way I can explain obedience to be. Okay. And obedience is um, a tough pill to swallow because as individuals, we have free will and God won't impose his Mm -hmm. will upon us. He's a gentleman. He will give you the room to accept his will over your will. So for someone listening out there and there are words that are resonating with you or words that are new to you, I hope you will just reflect on them and take a moment to think deeper on these words and figure out how you can also live a life of obedience, live a life of patience, live a life that is greater than what you could have imagined. Because sometimes we put ourselves in boxes because we don't want to, you know, surrender and see where our life can go because we are thinking small and we're being fearful. So with that, Wadoni, I would like to say thank you so much for coming on to this show. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. And would you want to share anything, anything to the viewers or to the listeners rather? Yes. I, I just with these uh, parting lessons that I have found in my life that I feel like would be useful to, to you, the viewer, um, it definitely the lessons I have learned that I hope apply to you are it takes time just to emphasize it does take time for God's word to come to pass so don't give up keep pushing through it could take years it could take months it could take days whatever your journey is focus keep your eye on the prize and keep going I promise you one day you'll be like I can't believe this is me after all that so keep going at it then be willing to face adversity secondly be willing to face adversity be willing to face controversy be willing to be rejected be willing to be different be willing not to be understood because you know when you speak this kind of language you're not speaking the world's type of language so a lot of people will not understand you a lot of people will find you too extra but remember who you're serving you're serving the great i am so that's all that matters let's be different for him our reward is mele. And then the last thing I would say is, remember that patience produces character and character produces hope. And once you have that hope, he'll have completed his perfect work in you. And that's I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're inspired and keep pushing on and hold on to hope because that's what carries us forward. 
till next time thanks for tuning in mm -hmm.